Hi, everyone. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I am your host, Al D, and the author of MBA Insider. This podcast is for career-driven professionals looking for advice on how to grow their careers by leveraging the skills, experiences, and knowledge gained from an MBA degree. In each episode, I'll give you a look into the business school experience, along with practical tips, career advice, and real-life stories to help professionals grow their careers. All right. I am excited today because I have Jasmine Ako, who is a graduate of the Yale School of Management, uh, class of 2019. And I'm excited to have Jasmine here today because in she was featured in the book MBA Insider, and she's just someone who has a lot of insights. And I'm really looking forward to her talking a little bit more about this field of management consulting. Um, so Jasmine, thank you so much for joining me today, um, for being a part of this, uh, for being featured in MBA Insider. Uh, I'm really excited to, uh, to chat with you. Um, so I guess maybe just to start, um, just as a fun way to kind of break the ice, um, what, was, what was your first job? You know, kind of walking back to, you know, I don't know, when you were middle school or high school or like, what was your first job? Like, what did you do? What was that like? Yeah, yeah, that's a great icebreaker question, and I have a great answer. <laughs> My first job, I actually worked for Taco Bell <laughs> as a cashier in Hawaii. So I was literally um, in Hawaii. The Taco Bell staff wear Aloha shirts, and we had the Taco Bell hat. Um, and so, yeah, I know a lot about Taco Bell. I refuse to eat there ever again, <laughs> but it was a great experience. Um, I was 16 years old, and it was a way to earn some extra cash in high school. Wow. Uh, I am curious as to why you don't want to eat there ever again, but um, we'll save that <laughs> for another another podcast episode. But uh, that sounds like a that sounds like an awesome first job. Uh, so I guess maybe just to start. So as I mentioned previously, uh, you uh, went to the Yale School of Management. You graduated with your MBA in 2019. But let's let's start even before that. You know, why did you choose to go to business school in the first place? Yeah, so I, I think there were two big reasons. I think one was thinking about the type of leader I wanted to be and, and leadership. And then the second was thinking about personal impact um, for myself individually, but also in the type of career I wanted to lead. Um, and so prior to going to Yale School of Management, I spent four years at Greenup Public Schools, which is a, a public charter school network based in Los Angeles. And um, during my time there, I realized that I really looked to my colleagues who had MBAs, um, including at my manager at the time, who was really exceptional. She had gone to HBS or Harvard Business School. Um, and I found that she and my colleagues with MBAs were uh, especially uh, great at combining a strong analytical acumen, but they also had really strong people and leadership skills, which are a little less tangible. Um, and the latter, I think, was really critical in the nonprofit and education sector, where a lot of the work we did involved, say, rolling out new programs and, and larger organizational change efforts that really required being able to work with lots of different types of people across different levels of an organization and being able to like motivate and lead those people to affect change. So uh, I think that's what it to even consider and think about business school in the first place. Great. And uh, kind of as a follow-up to that question, um, 
you know, when, uh, when did you realize that you wanted to pursue a career in management consulting? Was this something that you knew coming into business school and you just were like, I'm going to get hit the ground running and pursue this? Was this something that uh, you needed to explore a little bit more as a result of going through the first few months of business school? Or when did that light bulb kind of go off for you that you realized, like, I want to go into this new industry? Yeah, so that's a great question. I think the initial seeds that were planted on considering consulting as a career was um, some of my former coworkers at Green Dot uh, were former consultants, as well as one of the CEOs of our organization used to be a partner at the end company, which is a major uh, strategy consulting firm. And um, I realized that what they brought to our work at Green Dot in a nonprofit setting is they could really quickly make sense of the situation. So they could diagnose like key issues and be able to extract like insights from like vast amounts of information pretty quickly and to identify a path forward. Um, so when I was, you know, thinking about business school and applying to business school, I knew that consulting was one of several possible paths that would be a great opportunity to learn a lot quickly, like be exposed to different types of um, business problems and companies across many industries. And uh, ultimately, I knew I wanted to apply those types of learnings back to the public and education sector to, to run effective nonprofit organizations. So I think consulting rose to the top as, you know, a potential post-MBA career path uh, and was a large part of the story that I wrote in my business school applications. And um, I'm happy to go into it more later, but I, I do think it's very important for anyone who's applying to business school to have some clear idea of a potential industry or career path that they want to pursue beforehand, because it'll make that application process um, much more clear and straightforward. Yeah, no, absolutely. And as a, I like to call myself a, a retired consultant because uh, <laughs> I no longer am one, but, you know, certainly, you know, have been one. But one of the things that I used to tell people was that consultants are like professional problem solvers and that they can take something and uh, an ambiguous situation and really drill into identifying what the problem is very quickly and then being able to frame uh, a methodology for how to go about you know solving that particular challenge and then you know actually going through and solving it which i think you kind of articulated just in terms of some of the uh, the, the strengths of some of the people that you worked with previously in terms of their ability to um, synthesize information and, and build a solution so i can totally see how you know that makes sense and I do want to jump back into something that you said just about you know being able to identify a little bit earlier on that this is was something that you wanted to pursue and what I wanted to talk about was just uh, if you are recruiting for management consulting in business school um, it start the process starts you know pretty early and mm-hmm. why is this important and you know if, if I'm a prospective student you know what do I what do I need to know about this if I might be interested in, in management consulting as a potential career opportunity yeah, so I, I think to, to, your, to your point, prospective students or incoming MBA students should be pretty certain that they want to recruit for consulting or at least explore it um, as soon as they set foot on campus. And this is not to say that it's impossible to recruit for consulting if students start a little later, but it will make it a lot more difficult because it's a very structured as well as a very competitive process. Um, and, and, you know, I think what's very surprising to many is that companies companies come to campus pretty much right away. Um, as early as September, you know, it, you know, a few weeks after you set foot onto your business school campus, um, 
they'll start, you know, coming and having corporate presentations. And as a student, you want to be prepared for those initial conversations with recruiters and employees from these major consulting firms, at least, you know, knowing what consulting is and having a sense of, you know, why you're interested in pursuing it. Um, and this is not to say that students, you know, should know everything about all of these firms and how they differ. But um, since a major part of the recruiting process in the beginning is, you know, identifying the lay of the land and understanding who the different firms are and, you know, what firm might be the best cultural fit. Um, I think these students should come to campus, you know, having at, at least an idea of why they're interested in consulting and how it fits into their story. Then they can really spend those first few months like honing that story and preparing for interviews and really understanding the differences between firms as opposed to thinking about like, oh, why consulting? I think like that question is maybe the first one that should they should think about deeply before or in the very early stages of business school. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And for being such a very short question with literally two words, uh, that can sometimes be a very, uh, can take some time to really articulate a, a good answer for that. And not just a good answer, but uh, an answer that you feel kind of comfortable with and, and, and confident in. And I definitely agree with you from my experience. I think the people who pursue consulting, the ones who tend to be successful are the ones who figure out early on that this is something they want to do and they invest as much time and, and energy as possible into it from the very beginning. And, you know, I think that um, sometimes you know, people come in with the idea that business school is, 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 you know, two years to kind of explore yourself. And, and in many ways, you know, it's certainly there, some of that aspect, you know, rings true, but the reality of it is, is that the more time that you're spending, particularly up front, you know, trying to figure out yourself, the less time you have um, to actually go and zone in on something and get really deep in understanding, you know, the ins and outs of it. Um, and it's not to say that you can't do it. It's just, um, you know, there's only so many hours in a day. There's only so many days a week and there's only so many weeks before you actually have to really, you know, hit the ground running. And so I do think to your point, like if, if you can kind of figure out that why to the degree that it's possible as much as you can before you step foot on campus, like I think it only can help, uh, can help you um, as you move through. And even if that means that you know, the why is like, you know what, I actually don't want to do this. Well, okay, great. Then you can move on to something else that um, mm -hmm. maybe you do want to do. Um, so I really like that you said that. Um, so uh, you talked, we talked a little bit about how consulting starts early, but can you maybe give us a lay of the run the land of, you know, what are those first few months of school, like, you know, with respect to, you know, recruiting for consulting, you know, like, when, you know, when did it start? You know, what, you know, what were you kind of doing in addition to obviously, you know, being in class and working on, you know, studying for class and working on, you know, group projects, you know, what was that, that the recruiting kind of process like, or what were the types of things you were doing in those first few months of school? Yeah, that's such a good question. So I think to maybe start at a higher level and, and then we'll dive into where consulting fit into everything. So your first three few business school are crazy busy. And I think this is, you know, irregardless of what program you attend, it's such a whirlwind. Um, you know, our first academic quarter at Yale School of Management is really condensed. And this is pretty similar, I think, across other programs. We, you know, you take something like seven core classes in six weeks. Plus, you have consulting recruiting kicking off in September with some of the first employers, uh, as I mentioned earlier, coming to campus for informational presentations, but also like one-on-one -on -one what we call coffee chats, which may or may not actually entail coffee, but you can set up, you know, a half hour time slot with a recruiter or a current consultant from that firm um, and have a more, you know, intimate dialogue with that person. 
Um, and then you also, you know, you're beginning to join and apply for club leadership roles. Oh, and you're meeting your 300 plus, you know, or in some programs, 800 plus classmates. So there's quite a lot going on. Um, and so I think kind of keeping that in mind, like consulting recruiting itself is a big time commitment in the sense that you are struggling, you know, researching all of these firms, actually going to the information sessions, you know, you have to prepare when you have those 30 minute, you know, one on one coffee chats with uh, representatives from these companies, because that might be, you know, maybe the most um, direct or rich point of contact you'll have with, with the firm. Um, so, so there's a lot. I think it requires a lot of time management for sure, but also clearly prioritizing between all of those competing priorities when school starts of how you want to spend your time effectively. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right, particularly on the prioritization piece. And someone else who I interviewed for MBA Insider, a former classmate of mine, Najee Johnson, who was also a consultant, one of the things that you know he said is that business school is one giant time, uh, time and prioritization exercise, right? It's just, uh, <laughs> totally never ending like a uh, saga of like learning how to prioritize your time. But I think the other, um, the other thing that you said that, that, you know, kind of like sticks out to me is that um, regardless if you're pursuing consulting or any other function or industry, the first couple months of school are going to be hectic and crazy no matter what. And it's interesting. I was having a conversation recently with a career management director of an MBA program. And one of the things that we were talking about was the fact that um, while um, we don't want to put any undue stress on anyone, um, there's a certain uh, kind of acceptance that no matter what school you go to, um, there's a certain benefit to having a little bit of craziness there. And that um, you know, if you can navigate it, you can really learn a lot from that process. And um, you know, if things were just so easy, you could show up and it would just you know, easy, um, then you'd learn a lot less in that. And so this is not to be masochistic and to suggest that, you know, uh, everything should be crazy and you should be running around with your hair on fire. But there is a certain amount of uh, experience you learn and skills you gain, particularly with things like time management and prioritization. Um, mm-hmm. you know, when you do come into business school in those first few months, and it is a little crazy, um, you certainly, I do think, come out a lot stronger, uh, particularly with something like prioritization and time management as a result of having to juggle you know, so many balls in the air. So um, uh, hectic, yes, but um, sometimes, it, sometimes it can help too. Um, (laughs) so, um, knowing, you know, knowing what you know now, having, you know, gone through that process, having gone through it for two months, having, you know, recruited successfully for a management consultant, a management consulting, um, is there anything you would have done differently to maybe prepare a little bit better to put yourself in a better position, you know, fully acknowledging it's going to be crazy no matter what, but like, are there, is there like one, one thing or two things where like, if you would have done them, you would have maybe slept a little bit better a couple extra nights or like had a (laughs) a little bit less stress. Yeah, I mean, kind of to all of the points you were making earlier on prioritization, like this is not one that ties directly to consulting, but definitely would have made my whole consulting recruitment experience more sane and and, and mentally healthy. It is actually just giving more time. I wish I had spent more time and, you know, and dedicated to introspection on like what my priorities were across consulting, recruiting, academics, and extracurriculars, and just drawn some clearer boundaries between my time limits. I kept allocated to each of those buckets each week. 
I think I fell into the trap of they were all important to me. So I was doing tons of case interviews and, and going to tons of club meetings and also studying for all of my classes. And trust me, you know, you cannot give yourself fully to them all sleep and be social at the same time. <laughs> I think um, there is an exercise that we had uh, in one of our work. Um, workshops at Yale School of Management where we had literal like different buckets and you had to put a set amount of marbles into each of those buckets and each bucket was um, like academics for clubs or, or whatever you designate the buckets as and it makes you realize like there's a, just a finite amount of of your own um, you know hours in a week or your your mental capacity and just the you know <laughs> how much gas you have left in the tank so I think I just wish I'd spent more time on that going in um and it would have just made the whole process I think a lot more uh for lack of a better word just less stressful yeah certainly um I love the buckets and the marbles exercise I think it's such an important it's such an important one um but just as a as a follow-up question um, was there anything, anything, um, anything that was there any experience or was there any aha moment when you, when you kind of realized like, oh shoot, like I, and not everything can be important. Like I actually have to like, you know, make some tough decisions as to like, what's more important than, you know, something else. Like, was there, is there anything that particularly happened or was it just one day you just realized like, oh, like I, I can't continue to operate in the exact same way. Like I need to make, need to make a change. I I think it was more the latter. I don't, I don't think there was at least for me, one particular moment that was a tipping point. I, I think I was just so exhausted. <laughs> like, like there was a night where, you know, it was, you know, after midnight and, you know, I'm at an age where I, I get after like 9 PM, I, my brain stops functioning as efficiently. And so, you know, it was late at night and I was like finishing up a, an assignment for um, class that I was like, Oh, I need to prep this case. Cause I'm casing a friend of mine tomorrow. And, it was just like, no, I can't do it all. So I think being kind to yourself and realizing, okay, if you can't do it all, what things are more important, what things might you put off for later or just allocate less time to and which things do you want to like really, really give your all to um, is really important to figure out for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. So uh, now um, you have the benefit of being on the other side of the recruiting process in terms of uh, now you work for a firm, and I'm sure you talk with MBA students quite frequently, whether it's through formal recruiting or just kind of through informal kinds of conversations. But um, I'm just curious, you know, knowing what you know, know now, um, what kind of uh, things should uh, prospective MBA students or soon-to-be MBA students know or be thinking about if if they do have that interest in management consulting, right? Like, mm -hmm. yeah, like what, what are those things that they should uh, be keeping in mind? Um, you know, if they're if they're about to embark on their MBA program over the next couple months. Yeah, it's such a good question. And I had so many possible answers, but two things immediately came to mind for me. I, I think one is I can't stress enough that, you know, students should have really, really clear reasons for why they want to do consulting. It, it should fit, fit clearly into their story, their goals and the career they're seeking in the long term. Um, and the reason I say this again is I did see some of my classmates pursuing consulting just because everyone else was, or they were following the tide, or it is a very compelling, prestigious career path to follow. And I think those individuals often struggled the most 
in the recruiting process because it's so intense and it takes a lot out of you and requires a lot of commitment. And if you don't have that clarity and intent as to why you're doing it in the first place, it's, it's doubly difficult. Um, and I also think having those clear reasons will put into perspective and help motivate you like through the hardest parts of the recruiting process. Um, and, you know, another thing I'll add to is this doesn't really get brought up much, but I think did come to the surface, you know, later in our time at Yale SOM is it's really important to have other internships and job options in mind and actually pursue them seriously. Um, because, and, and those career paths can be uh, similar or aligned to um, the types of skills you would get out of consulting because the reality is, I, and I was fully prepared to not get a consulting offer as well. Um, because it's so competitive. So if, for example, you want to pursue a job that gives you exposure to a wide variety of problem solving and you get to work and lead a team, um, maybe like general management or internal strategy roles might be just as, if not more, uh, compelling than consulting. And you should, and I also did, apply for a few of those roles as well. I think that doesn't really get said. There are a lot of people where it's like consulting or bust. But I think it's so important to get to the root of, okay, if A, B, and C is why I'm pursuing consulting, there are other careers where you can also get A, B, and C. Yeah, no, I love that. And I, there's a couple of things I love about that. Number one, like to your point of if you know your why, well, there are lots of ways to get to your why, right? Consulting is, mm-hmm. could be one of those, but it's your point. It could be internal strategy. It could be general management. It could be, um, you know, honestly, it could be a marketing role that has more of a general management type flavor. I mean, it could be a lot of, mm-hmm. you know your why, uh, then you can start thinking about the means to get to your why uh, in more expansive ways if consulting doesn't work out or if you're just looking for, for, for other options. Um, the second thing I love about what you said is that I also don't think it necessarily gets covered enough. I know schools are getting better about this, but just, the realities of which if when you look at an employer report and you see a school that has uh, 30% of their class go into consulting, that's a great number. But what it doesn't tell you is how many students wanted to go into consulting or enter in, in any other you know, field if you want investment banking, tech, et cetera. Um, and a 30% or whatever is that's a great number, but there are lots of other people who potentially didn't get what they you know, want it. And so that's not to say that that's a, um, you know, that's a ding on a school or to criticize them. It's just, you know, a lot of these are coveted opportunities. It's a coveted opportunity to work at Bain or McKinsey or Deloitte or EY or all these places. And so when you have coveted opportunities, um, not everyone's going to get that shot. Right. And so uh, recently I was just talking with a, a student who had seven consulting interviews for internships and went over seven. And um, you know, it's, it's tough. Like it, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's challenging. It's hard. And um, sometimes you don't hear that come out. Uh, that's not as like widely advertised, but it is a reality that people face. Um, another reality that people face is that uh, most schools place between 97 and 99% of their first year students who want internships into internships. So it's going to work out, right? Like it, 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 like mm-hmm. it will. Um, it may not be necessarily the first thing, your first choice, but you know, you'll, you will get something. And uh, and as I was explaining to the student, um, I know you won't believe this right now, but when you go 0 for 7, um, you learn stuff from that. And it will be very valuable to the overall kind of growth in your career. Um, it probably will not feel that great to hear this in this moment. But mm-hmm. when, when you take a step back, like there will be things that you take away from this that are um, super important and super good, you know, lessons to go from it. But um, I, I think you raised a lot of really good, really good points as to, to really the importance of knowing your why. Um, because uh, the you know I think it can really help 
you know, strengthen your chances, whether that's in consulting or in something else. Mm -hmm. um, so last question I have for you, um, very tactically, if I am interested in consulting in a prospective student, what are like the one or two things like I have to for sure do before I show up to campus on the, on that? <laughs> Yeah, well, the first point I would make, and this is fresh in my head since I've had a few um, incoming ELSM students chat with me. Um, what does I say? Relax. <laughs> no one needs to go crazy prepping for case interviews before they get to campus. Um, you know, you'll be busier than you can possibly imagine once you get there. Um, spend your summer, your your precious, you know, pre MBA months, getting as much rejuvenations and personal time in as possible. Um, your school's consulting club, your career center, the, your second year students, alumni. Um, and I can't stress enough how important, you know, all of these groups are. They'll help you in immeasurable ways through the recruiting process once you start. So uh, I always just tell people to also just cherish that, that downtime. Um, but I think one, one thing that came to mind for me is there are some firms who have like meet the firm or diversity days in the summer for the applicants. So such as for women or people of color or people coming from other careers where you can actually start to network um, with people from specific offices of certain firms around June or July before you get to campus. And, and these are very low stakes events um, and it's a chance to familiarize yourself with the firms and so they get to know you um, and additionally a few even have scholarship and mentorship programs so though I didn't end up at the firm in the end I was actually an MBA fellow with um, the Boston consultant group consulting group or BCP and you know uh, I had gotten a small scholarship stipend and a mentorship role of someone who was a consultant um, and I had to actually apply for that in the summer um, so there are some good opportunities to get to know firms early on and build connections um, but by no means are any of these opportunities mandatory, and I don't think they necessarily uh, give anyone a, you know, a permanent leg up over anyone in the recruiting process. It's just one more avenue to make a connection with one of these firms um, before they come to campus. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's great. I, I love the advice of relax because um, there, the, you know, there will be plenty of time to uh, prepare. Um, so, so there's that, but I do think you're right. Like, uh, you know, because there are these opportunities and resources out there, uh, they're worth looking at and evaluating and see if you can take advantage of them. You know, I think that one of the things, if you're going to a top MBA program, particularly consulting firms, um, they have a lot of events that are, you know, on campus and a lot of different touch points. But part of the reason why they do that is they really want to get to know uh, the students that potentially are going to be applying for internships or full-time offers. And so anytime you can get a chance to engage with a firm uh, that you're interested in and to learn more about it, I think is just a really good way to take advantage of an opportunity to uh, learn more about them, but also to kind of let them know that you're interested as well. Um, because mm -hmm. they definitely do kind of think about those things when they're looking through that application pile of, you know, who are the students we really know and who have we really gotten the chance to engage with? And um, and, and, and chat with you even more. So if there is an event that's close to you and that is a company that you're interested in, I, I think that's a great, I think that's a great piece of advice um, to, to kind of tackle. Um, well, great. Well, Jasmine, thank you so much for sharing um, some of your insights with us about uh, an introduction to management consulting. We appreciate, appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to chat with me. Yeah. Thanks so much, Al. Happy to chat. Great. Hi, everyone. 
LD here, and thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.